this is Tony Lloyd. Being a broadcaster for many years, I've witnessed some great stories in the music industry. And now I want to bring as many music stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. My goal is that they will inspire others making their way in the music world. Music Stories with Tony Lloyd. Jasper Stainthorpe, hello and welcome to the interview. How are you? Very well indeed. Hello, Tony. You're a bass player in a band called The Magic Ease. Uh, yes. E apostrophe S. Um, yes. Uh, t- tell me where that name comes from, first right. off. Right. Um, it, no, it's nothing right. to I mean, do it, with drugs, it, is it? It's, it's absolutely nothing to do with drugs. <laughs> it's actually from uh, a children's um, um, alphabet um, program. It was a sort of Spain program, so it's The Magic E. And if you go back and you see it, there's a song about The Magic E. It's all about how the, the when you put the E in something, will take it out, how it makes the words happen, you know, so The Magic, Magic E. So this sort of came through Stuart, the drummer, really. He was a bit of a sort of like, you know, you know, head in these sort of things. And, he, and we, you know, we, we, we sort of fell into the name, really. I mean, we were at the same time, I'm sure we're going to get all this, but but it's sort of, it's stuck with us and it's really come from that. And, uh, um, you know, uh, I think the, um, like all names, really, you never know, quite know, right, whether you've picked the right one or it's weird, but it seems to sort of fit what we do, really, because I think, you know, people were, uh, listen to us and they go yeah actually you know you're, you're quite indie based but there's lots of sort of tinges of uh, americana bits and you know other bits of writing and stuff you know so but right. i think the name sort of suits what we do really. okay that's great well how would you describe your music you, you nearly did then how um, would you describe yeah in a, in a, i mean uh, uh, you know we're influenced by you know the sort of 90s i think indies, but we've got a really broad band. i mean from my end of it I, you know i come from the end of like sort of like from you know t-rex to the who to the jam to the clash to you know, a really, you know, into the 80s and the 90s. And the, I mean, I think, you know, we've all, you know, I think, you know, Steve, you know, Stuart and um, Pete are both very 90s boys. I think Pete grew up with Oasis and grew up with lots of that kind of writing going on around him. I mean, he's incredibly prolific, Pete. I mean, it's very just, you know, we, we, we try to keep up with him, if you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. we sort of do that. But, but yeah, generally, you know, that's our sort of bag. We're in the indie rock. Okay, Okay, it says here, uh, in only five years, the Magic E's have released two critically acclaimed albums, two EPs and six singles. They've received radio play across the globe on hundreds of stations and a mountain of enthusiastic reviews from the likes of Kexp, BBC introducing Excess Noise, uh, 101 Music and Amazing Radio. What's all the more remarkable is that they've done this without the backing of any label, pure hard work and a love for making and playing music, which yeah. sounds sounds awesome. Um, what's this uh, no label? Did you decided to go it alone or what was the decision? It, with, it sort of, uh, as, as always with, with the band really, I mean, I'll, I'll say this because it, how we all met, if you like, in the beginning of it, but the, mm. the label side of it became through Pete, really, who had a, a label called Oh Mercy Records, which he'd sort of done his own thing, so he'd just done his own thing. And I think as we're going on, we're going like, well, let, you know, let's get and just start releasing stuff. So that's what we did, you know. And in, in other words, we're sort of putting stuff out and we're going, well, let's just, you know, start releasing. And then um, we had some funny things, really. Things that happened, like sort of our sort of publishing deal was a very funny thing that happened with Indie Fish, this uh, thing. I thought that they knew who, who Indie Fish were and they thought I knew who Indie Fish was between the two. <laughs> we didn't, they didn't know anything. We just, we just sort of signed our publishing to this. But it's, it's all been fine. But, you know, but generally, it really has been. Um, 
you know, doing it ourselves. Johnny, who who basically engineered both albums, um, we did it all from Windmill Studios, right? Which is a, a which is a windmill and the most haphazard sort of way, you know. But but it all works, you know. And everything in the studio is very much like you know it works. And 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 we we got in there. And Pete also has uh, you know re, you know recorded and produced you know a lot of the parts as well. So generally, we're doing bass and drums. Um, there, Pete taking it to his studio, recording, doing his vocals and guitars, um, up to this point of um, you know the latest one that we've just recorded now, really. So you know, up to this point, yeah, it has been very much do it yourself. Um, I think we're probably in in the sort of state where actually, do we need a label? Mm-hmm. This is the point being: do do we need a label, and how far can we actually do stuff? And say, and we met so many people by doing doing this. You know, it's been great. You know, I think I think you know, um, you know, we've all played in bands before. I have, right, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, um, and majors have changed now. Really, I mean, you know, I think the, the, probably if we did anything deal, it would be a distribution deal or license deal. Really, yeah. States, yeah. You know? I mean, we've got a distribution deal with the states, and you know, that's how we've sort of just by. People listen to our stuff, really. And know, also, and the technology's changed a lot, hasn't yeah. it? You know, so yeah. you know, it's it's all basically online uh, as well, yeah. which is the important yeah. thing. And you um, can do that yourself. Yeah, exactly. And you know, at the end of the day, I mean, as you do, you know, you can think, right? You can be at home, you can record something, you can put it out. Mm. Off you go. You know, like that. You know, put it up on YouTube, put your channel up there. Yeah. Um, it depends. The, the major bit about it is, is getting people to listen to your music. Mm. You know, there are, there are millions of tracks mm. going out and bands and music and everything, which is great. And I think that's a brilliant thing. I think, you know, that the, the fact that, like, people have been able to do that and, and, and be able to not have as a it, – it's not so precious anymore, if you know what I mean. Music is precious, but the actual recording process now has become, mm. you know, open to everybody, really, isn't yeah. it? You know, and I think that's a really good thing, you know. And, yeah. and, you know, the, the – born of the home studio I mean, i'm talking to you know as we said before you know is it mm-hmm. a man that knows that you know and yeah. uh, um it, it, amazing tracks come out of stuff you know uh, yeah. studios but i think we're re- yeah we're really happy like doing the way we do it really. mm-hmm. um, that's good well, if, it, if it if it works mm-hmm. it works and that's it isn't it yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. now tell me a bit about your history because um i know that you were the bassist in then jericho Yes, um, I, I sort band. of uh, it came. Yeah, I mean that was another uh, um, back in the eighties sort of band, really sort of nineteen eighty three, and uh, uh, I'd met the drummer um, in a, in a sort of another band, which was Steve, uh, and then we got together and literally um, I was sort of working in a sort of rehearsal studio and sort of doing a bit of sort of um, recording engineering, really on a on a very which was Pat Collier's studio. I'm going to like some of those who did all the wonder stuff, but it was a very basic studio, Alaska, Alaska Studios, which a lot of bands came out of. Um, and a lot of, you know, lots of, you know, bands almost cutting your teeth there, right, the rest of it. And I, um, you know, one day Mark walked in and uh, we sort of, you know, put it put it together from there, really. And, and I mean, you know, I think then Jericho was very much... Uh, um, you know, there was a big force going by. It's, a lot of stuff went on. I think we did some great, great records, made some good records, mm-hmm. and uh, made two great albums and did that. And I think it was for 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 the band. I mean, Mark's still doing his stuff out there, but I think for us, we came to a point where you know, I think we'd sort of been together for thirteen years. You know, it's quite a long time, really, mm-hmm. when you added it up. And um, you know, you sort of, uh, I think we all sort of needed to get out and do other things, really. Yeah, and that's I, right. I sort of 
Yeah, which is where yeah. where how I ended up with sort of meeting up with the Magic Eves boys, really. Okay. You know? Yeah, well, I, I remember playing then Jericho tracks uh, on the radio back in in the eighties and nineties. So yeah, yeah, fantastic. yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, okay, yeah. <clears throat> so t- um, tell me about the other two members of the band. Then you mentioned their names. Uh, right, I have yeah, um, uh, uh, Pete, uh, Pete, and and, and Stu. Um, actually, it was a funny meeting at the beginning because we're my, my previous house. Um, they came um, to play at a wedding that was big, you know, we'd rented out our sort of like house and garden thing to a friend said, I want to do, I want to do my wedding at your house and garden. We said, fine, okay. So they turned up and uh, they played in this sort of, um, this sort of covers band called Trailer Park, which was sort of Stu's band. And I, I was like, oh, that's, that's quite a good ride. And I said, he's quite good, isn't he? You know, the singer. And then, didn't think anything more of it. Then got a call about a week later and said, um, we used to play sort of bass in this. Would you, um, you know, and they said, would you come and have a jam? And we said, all right, okay. So we arrived on a Saturday morning, um, didn't really know them, and uh, we sort of just jammed and it clicked. It's one of those things, you know, that, that is, and it, I just knew straight away, and I said, I said, this is actually going to do something, you know, and uh, Pete had songs, and Stu's playing is great, and, you know, it, it's never been, it just sort of all, fell together really and uh we've been um you know best buddies really i suppose as well you know um it's sort of uh our, they are my best buddies and uh, it sort of works fantastically well and i, I think that you know like i said there's no um you know when you ask about you know can you make bands but yeah you can put bands together some bands come together because it's just to be really and i think mm. that's where we're at you know and uh mm. um you know we've been doing this for sort of like you know god time flies six seven years you know and uh done a lot of stuff really so yeah. you, know, um, you know enjoying but, it immensely well, that's say. really that's really really good and and half the reason isn't it really <laughs> just doing something you enjoy is half the battle as uh, i say no other no other reason really yeah. is there you know no. to do it. yeah no. yeah and now yeah. bass players are always in the old days used to be hidden away at the back sort of near the drummer um, yeah. and but they were always quite cool if you could see them you know they they were they were just standing there playing the bass and being really yeah. cool and what have you things are a little oh, bit different I, now yeah, aren't they yeah, yeah you've got so many analogies in there you get from like you know basically well you know I like to presume well, I'm the glue of the band you know to be yeah. rest like that along to the likes of like you know they're just lukewarm water really aren't they between fire and ice you know it's one of those you know and uh, sort of um, you know I think uh, you know I mean I, I sort of play what I play, really. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say about um, that, you know, uh, my my influences of what I do, but um, but I think bass playing is um, it sort of really has come to it, you know, it, you know suddenly it's, it has come to the fore a lot more, and I think people, you know, notice, you know, bass players doing all sorts. I mean, I was I was watching a band the other day. I mean, a bass player is phenomenal. You know, you, you know, he, he was singing lead, you know, he's singing and doing lead bass and everything. I was going, like, I said, I'm going to be out of a job. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think you know, there's, it, it all depends on um, on the kind of music, you know, really, isn't mm. it? You know, but, but I think um, you know, for me, uh, it's I've always, you know, apart from like saying violin back in the early, very early days, like that, I've always played bass. You know, mm. that's, that's great. You know, I've never led towards the other six string stuff. You know, oh, no. you know, oh, it's but, too um, complicated. <laughs> Strangely enough, when I was at school and I was telling you earlier when we were chatting um, that I, uh, I used to do the sound and lighting for, for school bands and stuff, I, I, yeah. I, I, I can play a bit of piano, but not not for a long time. <laughs> 
Um, right. But um, so I, I was the engineer. So I, I did all the engineering stuff for this school band and we were kids. And it was all through a friend of mine uh, called Martin. And strangely enough, he played the bass. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was a good, really good friend of mine. He lives in Australia now, I think. But uh, yeah. that was a long, 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 long time ago, you know. So. Uh, I, you know, I think when I started playing, you know, I mean, I, you know, I went through the whole thing from playing sort of in early sort of, you know, what was sort of like school bands, which were like, there was a whole change coming along from sort of like real problem was happening, you know, and Led Zeppelin. Mm. My, my three albums in the very beginning were like, you didn't go to party unless you had Led Zeppelin 4, Ziggy, right, it's basically, you know, Ziggy Stardust had to be yeah. there, and um, Neil Young, right, you yeah. know, after that, was, yeah, like that, and you had to sort of turn up with that, and I'm trying to think worse. Anyway, it's sort of like, these four, you didn't go to play, unless, unless you had those four albums, did, did, you know, if it wasn't right, you know, yeah. and then sort of things swung drastically into into new wave and punk, really, I suppose, which, like, you know, you know, I was a real, um, I used to play the uh, guy who basically went on to do Adam and the Ants, who's sadly not with us now, you know, he didn't mm. do it, it mm. socks and, you know, so the indie alternative scene really, you know, I really got into, you know, and, um, you know, so I was playing in sort of like a very, a, funny enough, this is a very thing, but right out of the way, this is to do with France. Um, I played in a band called The Cameras, right, with a K, right, and we didn't get very far the rest of it, and we did some recordings which I completely forgot about and the rest of it like that we nearly got sued by Kodak because basically we used code, uh, count the K and the symbol of Kodak right? yeah, and we got yeah. a letter we got a letter somebody saying if you did if you, if you let you cease using our logo <laughs> as your the cat we said we're going to do but we played a few games but then years later I got um, an album turned up from France through the old guitar player he said um, this French label have um, got all of the old rec record tracks and they put it on vinyl which is amazing. And there's a picture of me sort of like back with these funny little robot suits that we were wearing because we thought we were a bit craft worky and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. We, we thought we'd make our own suits and stuff like Fantastic. that. Fantastic. So it's, it's all really quaint. But, but anyway, so that's sort of, you know, well, along the way of, um, you know, where um, all my sort of different bits come into it, really. You know? mm. I'm non-conformist, I have to say that. You know, I love rock. Um, I love, love playing. I just play, I, I play my stuff, really. I think that's what I can say. What would you say uh, to advise somebody listening to this podcast who's listening, um, who who wants to get in a band or who's in a band and is struggling like most bands are? Uh, what advice would you would you give them? Uh, one is, you know, play, play to all your strengths, right? Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying don't go out there, you know. I mean, a, a great analogy from, you know, Guy Chambers, you know, Robbie Willis, he said, you know, you've got your initial ideas, but see if you can take it as far as you possibly can in one direction, right, and still have a string attached to it, if you know what I mean. And to just because I think the only way to do it is to push out in different areas of things you might not have thought about, you know, and that's 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 exactly what's happened with this situation. You know, we, we've, we've sort of come on stuff and you lead from one thing needs to another and you suddenly go, you know, I mean, we went out and um, literally by a friend of mine said, oh, you'd... Um, I said the band called the Parlotones, right? And we said, oh, great. He said, do you want to support them? We said, yeah. And we knew, and like, said, I've heard of them. They're really big. They're South Africa's biggest rock band. And we came over and we go, here we are. Now we're playing under the bridge. And, the, you know, we finished with them playing at the uh, the cabin in Liverpool. And it's like, literally, mm-hmm. it's that kind of thing that you can't, you, you could go knock on the front door. It doesn't always work. You know, it's more to do with about finding routes that, you know, like that. And I say with it, always you know the, the music business there's, there's many roads many roads but no rules 
<laughs> so yeah. it's sort yeah. of like you know try but I'd, I'd say you know it's it's all about um you know stick to you know i mean it's great but i think from for us it's like more about and and for other bands out there if you play to what what put you together in the first place mm. you know and remember keep keep that as a an idea but don't be i, I say don't be you know close yourself off to any other anything other things that come along mm. you know because uh they lead to lots of different bits really you okay know? Great advice. What um, what's the future for you and the Magic Keys now? Uh, more writing, more gigs. What's what's more the future? Gig. Well, we're we're already lining up for next year. Um, so there's a lot of gigs coming up for next year. Um, in this, in where we are in October now, um, uh, shooting the video for the next track, um, which is going to be coming out, um, uh, and that's going to be, um, you know, basically through Emeralds and lovely plug-in baby and um, us and so uh, we've got a mad idea to shoot a video in this very sort of traditional um, what is like a, 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 a sort of social club but it's going to be a sort of a bit of a difference for me. I think it could be total mayhem so it'll either be disastrous <laughs> and work really well right it's really the idea which is that but um, really recording um, uh, we've, we've sort of really recorded this EP and we're really writing um, as much as we can at the moment for the next uh the next the next four tracks really because i generally um uh we're in sort of doing four tracks at a time you know at the moment so uh and um constantly up in the up in the up in the benchmark really mm. you know i think that's happened with us and andy with this with this with gone um you know like single recording with him you suddenly go well you can't really go back. You've got to keep going forward, you know, right. and that's yeah. that's the thing with um, with yeah. tracks and working with people. And um, you know, I think um, you know we you know we've got we we've got a lot of ambition within us, right, to get out and play and get in front of as many people as possible, mm. you know. And we will do it, you know. We you know we have a a, a big inner built sort of like drive for us, you know. I can and, tell uh, you're. I, think, I can tell you're really enthusiastic just by listening to you. You're, you're yeah, very enthusiastic. Yeah. It's, it's um, uh, you know, the, the, for me, like you say, you do something because you really enjoy it. And you don't, you know, there's no, for us, it's not about money terms or anything to do with that. It's more about getting, you know, for us making really good music and putting it out there, you know, and I think the better we, you know, from our early beginnings to that. And I, I, I love it because, because it, you know, we, we actually sat and we were going, going up to Leicester to do a gig. And I said, you know, and Pete said, you know what, it's been like that. Let's, let's put the lot on, right? So as we drive to Leicester, we put on everything from the very earliest demo bits to the big and it's like it is like a going down a road you know and you listen to our <laughs> earliest thing you go my god right it's like you know it's like, i forgot about that you know and that's that's the mm. great part of it you know yeah, so, that's good it's, it's tell, me, you realize, you know, tell me about um what you've just released well gone um came about through pete and um it you know it's got a serious side to it obviously because it's it's about two two friends of his that he lost during uh, the pandemic um and you know it's it's it, a lot with lyrics with pete there, there are they're written from a police personal point of view but they're also you know there's a lot of attachment to you know that from people find right now i mean i um um you know i think he opens up to a wider scope of the fact that you know we need to you know men especially need to talk to each other about stuff you know and i mean about the you know that there's been a suicide up upscale at the moment and I think that's been prominent it's not we're not jumping on any bandwagon I just think it's a reflection of what 
what's mm. out there at the moment. And yeah. there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stress. So, um, you know, I suppose that's a part of it. And I think, you um, you know, the ongoing, the ongoing part of it is just communication, really. Mm. You know, it's not that, uh, you know, we're only here, right, for quite a short amount of time, right? So if you can spend the time actually, like, you know, reaching out and, you know, being with people, you know, that's that's the important part of it, yeah. isn't it? You know, uh, you know, so that's our sort of bits of sentiment behind that song. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's probably one of the the more serious songs that we've got, really. I mean, we're not a comedy band as such, you know, I wouldn't say that, you know, but there's more, you know, more about Pete's observations on, you know, Life, pain, and love lost. If you know what I mean, you know the, the sort of stuff that it covers out of there, and um, uh, you know, uh, you know other bits. But I mean, yeah, I mean we have a, a wide, a wide variation. I think. I mean, uh, Pete, Pete writes from a real um, a songwriter's you know um, way of stuff. You know, I mean, so a lot of the ideas that come together. Um, I record everything that we do when we're when we're in the studio together. So when we're actually rehearsing stuff like that. I record all the snippets and bits and jams and things that come up. And um, I'd say almost like maybe 60% of our stuff comes from that, right? Mm. And then people take stuff away. The other step will be Pete actually writing stuff at home will come up with, a, you know, literally a song like Gone. He, he walked in with that on acoustic and just so we went, <laughs> that's, you know, we're having that, right? That's, that's, mm. that's, you know, that's in there. So there are lots of, you know, that's one of the things about Pete, he's incredibly prolific, right, you know, and, and uh, sort of he'll, you know, keeping up with him, right, I mean, he was doing during, I'll give you, I'll give you an example, during lockdown, um, he was doing a song a day wow. during lockdown, yeah, and, and you know, and I was standing back to go, you know, and they are songs, you know, they're not just like completely, like, you know, they're just like going like, you know, so I was, which keeping up the game, up, keeping up with all of that, and we're going, right, okay, you know, so, that's yeah, amazing. that's, that's our, that's our, Nothing really. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, uh, thank you very much for your time talking to me, Jasper. Um, yeah. And I wish you all the well uh, for the future with uh, the Magic Keys. And yeah. uh, say hi to the others in the in the band. For Without a doubt, yeah. And I'll tell you something else. We are coming to France as well. Okay. We have, yeah, we have we have some connections to get us into do France and Spain. So okay. we're looking to do that next year. So okay. we, if we're down your way, we'll come and knock on your door and do an, an, in, an in-house, an in-house on you. We'll do, <laughs> Please we'll do. do an acoustic. We'll do, we'll do an we'll do an acoustic job. We've done those before. Okay, there's a few right. there's a few um, bars and restaurants in the town where I live uh, that would be pleased yeah. to see. Yeah, that would yeah, be great. I mean, we we do we do our stuff acoustically as well. We do semi yeah. you know, unplugged and stuff like that. You know, so okay. uh, you know we've done a lot of that brilliant. sort of thing as well. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, yeah. Jasper, thanks right. again. Thanks for talking to me on Music Stories. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and thank you, thank you to Tony and Tony Lord Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Music Stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that it'll help and inspire others in the music industry. Get in touch if you've got a story to tell. If you would like a professional podcast made or would like training so you can do it yourself, I can help. Go to TonyLloydRadio.com. Music Stories with Tony Lloyd.